0: Emoji. Welcome to Emoji Rap. I'm your host, Jeremy Burge, and I'm joined today by a man whose voice you might not recognize, but whose work you'll be very familiar with. Co-founder and current day president of Unicode, Mark Davis. Mark, welcome. Oh, thank you very much. Glad to be here. Now, I told a few people during the week that I would be speaking to you for the show, and people were generally quite excited. There's been this sort of mystique that has built up around Unicode in the recent years about who it is and how does it work and who's involved and People are very enthusiastic to know that I'd be speaking to you for the show. <laughs> yeah, that, that seems very, very odd. We've been working
1: since about 1990, but our main focus has been on making the languages of the world work on computers. So emoji and being in the spotlight is a little bit different for us, I'd have to say. We were really kind of surprised by how, how much emoji have been in the public eye. That wasn't something
0: that we anticipated when we started out. Do you remember the, those initial discussions when somebody said, we want to put emoji into Unicode so we can use it in Gmail? Do you remember those discussions and, and what you thought about it at the time?
1: Uh, yeah, the very first time there was a proposal in some somewhere around 2001, and that was from Symbian. And they wanted to add emoji because emoji were in Japanese cell phones. And at that time, we considered it really out of scope. It, it didn't belong in text.
0: Right. It looked like this was another... Uh, and there's pictures on everything. We had little pictures in all kinds of programs, and this maybe looked no different.
1: And and it also wasn't clear whether or not they were going to have any staying power or whether they were just a flash in the pan. So we said, well, it doesn't look like it's the right thing to do, at least at the moment. And then some years later, there was a real push to get emoji in to Unicode, mostly for interoperability with the uh, cell phone makers in Japan. And what happened was, by that time, everyone, you know, every big company was using Unicode as their as their way of handling text. And the Japanese phone carriers used these uh, emoji as plain text and everyone wanted to interoperate with them. And so that's how this first came up. And then we brought it up inside the Unicode Consortium and decided that we would expand the scope somewhat to allow for these emoji.
0: It felt like it came out of nowhere for the Western world, even though we'd seen these articles for years saying, "Oh, Japan—they love these emoji things," and we don't know why.
1: It's—it's it's hard to tell where they're going to go, too. I mean, we will just have to see. It's there are certainly these uh, what some people call fo emoji. Oh, well, that's a good term. I've—I've I've not heard uh, that. Ah, the uh, the emoji stickers, and uh, it could well be that the emoji stickers sort of take over. We will just have. Have to see. The big difference between them for most people is that you can put an emoji character any place you can put text. So you can put it in the address field of an email or uh, into your signature of, of your email address or something like that. And whereas the stickers are, can go any place that images can go. So there's a difference there. But we'll just have to see what happens over
0: time. So I put out the call this week asking if you could ask Unicode anything, what would you ask? And one question in particular I got back quite a bit is, why are there two camel emojis?
1: Yeah, uh, both camels make the cut because we work in close cooperation with ISO. Roughly speaking, when characters are, are... proposed by either side, ISO or Unicode. Roughly speaking, they go in. I mean, there's a lot of discussion as to suitability and and people bring up uh, issues on either side. But in the case of the CAMEL, Some people in ISO really, really wanted two camels. And that's actually the way the uh, one-finger salute got in. Also, that came in through ISO, not not through
0: Unicode. That was actually the next most popular question that I had that people asked, is who proposed the middle finger emoji and how did that get in?
1: Yeah, and I think both of those were due to Ireland's vote, so it's ireland that i guess we have to uh, to thank for these
0: well thank you ireland and uh maybe they could adopt the middle finger or one of the camel emojis with the unicode adopter character program now uh, on that program i i know that some of the the funds they used for research is it and also does anyone ever adopt a non-emoji character well, speaking as someone who has
1: adopted a punctuation mark, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize uh, we we have the comma and uh, my wife and I uh, and the Oxford comma, of course, but it's something like 50-50 between uh, regular characters and emoji. So there's a mix in there. And you were talking about what we're spending the money on and the, our focus is on improving what we're calling uh, digitally disadvantaged languages. Uh, These are languages that, because they are not generally available on computers,
0: have a big strike against them. Now, Mark, do you ever get recognized in public? Do you ever get accosted on the streets with emoji suggestions from members of the public?
1: No, no, that that really never happens. I, I used to, in California, have the license plate Unicode. And every now and then, somebody would, in waiting in traffic or something, Somebody, especially around Stanford, uh, people would remark on it once or twice. <laughs> I would. Yeah, so I don't exactly have to wear dark glasses in public or anything like that.
0: Well, you say this, but I saw that you were the answer to a question on a French TV show earlier this year. Uh, there was a... Large photo of you looking very suave, might I say. And the show asked, who is this man? And remind me, who did they guess that you were? Uh,
1: best guess was uh, Steve Jobs' brother, which maybe was the turtleneck. We'll just have to see. <laughs> but it, it was kind of fun seeing that, uh, that television program. What happened was my, my daughter let me know. She lives in France. And so she saw it and was extremely surprised <laughs> and let me know about it. Yeah.
0: Now, the big emoji news this month seems to have been the update Apple made to their version of the gun emoji. It was earlier this month and the latest beta of iOS, it changed the appearance of the gun to look like a fluorescent green water pistol. And this was something that I raised concerns about, mostly due to the fact that an iOS user could now see what they think is a toy gun, yet shows on all non-iPhones around the world as a weapon. I mean, being so out of step with other platforms is potentially dangerous here. Particularly
1: interesting was Windows moving from a ray gun, so sort of a toy gun to a pistol, and then while Apple moved the other direction, just days
0: apart. Right. I remember the timing well. It was a Monday evening for me local time in London when Apple came out with the iOS 10, the latest beta version, and... As I do, I had a bit of a look around the keyboard to see what was new on the emojis and saw straight away Water Pistol had replaced the gun. But then I knew that the very next day, Windows was coming out with a, a new a new update that included all new emojis and it had been tested for months now. So it wasn't a reactionary change, but one of the very changes involved were changing their toy ray gun emoji into a pistol to make it look more consistent with other platforms. So... uh it was a strange 24 hours having both major vendors switch within the same time frame. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's tricky and as you say a lot of the changes that you see in software when somebody comes out with a new feature these have been in the works usually for months if not years. So the timing doesn't necessarily mean that somebody responded. You know, Windows didn't immediately respond like a day later and change all their software uh, to uh, to switch the gun. That was just a coincidence, I'm
0: sure. A question related to this that I see come up quite a bit is, why doesn't Unicode rule with an iron fist and, and tell those vendors exactly how to draw their images, that they don't make emojis that look different, that every emoji on every platform should look the same?
1: From the beginning, we have given people a huge amount of latitude in terms of the way that, that characters are displayed. And that's the only practical thing to do if you look at the way an A, for example, is represented, or a G, you can see it with a little squirrely thing at the bottom, or you can see just a hook. And that's up to font vendors, and you'll find a remarkable variety of shapes of these things. Emoji a little bit more visual and you notice it a bit more. And you'll you've seen them and you you have that on your on your site, Emojipedia, where you can see the changes over time. And whereas the vendors in general have been converging. <laughs> Sometimes you think see things like the, uh, like the water pistol. Uh, but they've been generally converging towards at least uh, uh, images that will prevent uh, misunderstandings across platforms.
0: So the real work happening right now at Unicode is around gender and emoji. There was a document published by Unicode this month which lists all the possible combinations which could gain male or female representation. This includes the female runner, female police officer, a man getting a haircut, and one that I am a huge fan of, the men with bunny ears emoji. (laughs) It's not one that I knew that I wanted until I saw the list but now I'm looking forward to using it so very much. How about you? Uh,
1: I don't think that's so much my style as the face with rolling eyes or the facepalm. I I think that's going to be a
0: favorite. The facepalm that came out as part of Unicode 9 this year in in June. It's not on all major platforms yet, but it's rolling out this year. Uh, That's very popular with Emojipedia users, as is the Shrug that's also part of Unicode 9. What's interesting this year, though, is that we've gotten used to this pattern in the past few years where new emojis come out once a year with every Unicode release comes out about mid-year and has new emojis. Yet this year, all the gender professions and gender role emojis, they're coming out this year in, in November, which is, that's a change of pace. How How is that happening? How are we changing this? so that Unicode has two emoji releases in one year? Well, this is where it gets
1: a little bit technical. I want to thank you for posting the video about the zwid sequences, which sound very arcane. But what it means is that all of these new gender professions Uh, and gender roles are being done not with new characters. We only introduce new characters once a year in June. But these are done by combinations of characters. And so these are things that actually can be manufactured uh, kind of off-cycle. And so we're seeing a, a large number of these coming out. And we've been worried about the gender disparities for some time. Most of the emoji we have were intended to be gender neutral. But what happened was when people started designing appearances for these, they tended to favor one gender or the other for realism. And so you ended up having these things be effectively a single gender, but you couldn't really pick the gender. And so this this proposal, which should culminate in November, adds to those and allows people to choose whichever gender they want, and then adds new new roles like fireman or artist or coder or
0: scientist. I enjoyed the addition of the judge emoji, which didn't show up in the original proposal from Google. But when I saw it on this, on this latest list, I was very happy, given the Judge Judy fan that I am, and I... The first thing I did, I tweeted it to Judge Judy to let her know, and she immediately retweeted. So there's some high praise there. Though I have to say, this list is still a draft. Correct? Is there any chance that it won't go ahead? Uh, it's still a draft, but I think it very likely that
1: these will be approved in November. There are only a few things where we have some question about it, and those are cases where we've added some additional. We've added the ability to have some additional. Modifier of fire sequences and that means that the ability to have skin tone on some characters that previously couldn't have it and so there's still some debate about those. Um,
0: This is the the characters that have more than one person in the emoji, is that some of the key ones like the wrestlers that have two people as one character? Exactly, exactly.
1: It's the wrestlers, well there were two categories that we had left out from for now. One was categories where people showed very little or no skin.
0: Like uh, the snowboarder who is covered in clothing, really.
1: Or the bathtub, which may or may not have a person in it. Uh, or the golfer who's turned away from you. And so these were things where we were kind of on the edge. And then the other case were the characters that had multiple people in them, like wrestlers or, or men or women with
0: bunny ears, as you say. Well, I would like to give my support for different skin tones for the men or women with bunny ears in the future release. Though other emojis already support this, right? Like the the family emojis. Theoretically, they can already support different skin tones for each family member.
1: Yeah, uh, what some people don't realize is just the combinatorics. Uh, For example, if you have um, a family group, say, man, woman, boy, girl. Then if you want to have each of the possible skin tones for that, then you're talking uh, over 600 different combinations of all of the skin tones. And then when you take all of the gender combinations, then that gives you a very large number of different combinations for those four
0: people. I can tell you that number. The (laughs) the number we tallied it up, it's 52,000 different combinations you can come up with when you move the different members of the family around where they position in the emoji. And if you change them between the man, the woman, the boy, the girl, and the baby, all the different combinations that you said, plus all the skin tones, 52,000. So it's, uh, it's going to be quite a challenge to figure out what a good input method is for that. Uh, right now there's windows supports these types of emojis, but they don't have a way to input them. Now related to this, related to the the new male female versions of a lot of different emojis. What about gender neutral? It's something that has come up quite a bit. And some people might say that what happens if I want to send an emoji to someone, I want to send the construction worker or the police officer, but I don't want to pick a gender. I don't want to say it's male or female necessarily. I just want to send that character as a gender neutral version. Is that something on the cards? Well, there is the possibility for most of the emojis
1: to have sp- all of the new ones with the Zwidge sequences uh, to have a neutral form. And one of the things that designers have struggled with is what what makes a form look neutral. And they have a lot of difficulty in coming up with a form that looks neither male nor female. And that's something that they're working on is to see whether or not they can make, make that work. But there is already the possibility of having the unmarked form of an emoji, for example, policeman, to be a neutral form and have
0: the female marked form be explicitly female. Right. So once these new gender sequences exist where well, you can pick a specifically male or specifically female police officer, that original character, that original police officer emoji could then become the gender neutral version if different vendors wanted to do that. Right,
1: right. And that's how it is in the standard. It's a police officer. It's not a a policeman or a policewoman. I mean, one thing I'll, I'll say from German, for example, basically every profession has an explicit gender in the word. There's no word you can say to say just a politician which could be of either gender, you have to say a male politician or a female politician. And in so, English,
0: that makes it sound like you're making a point that you're trying to say, if you said that in English, I went to see my female doctor, you'd think it was relevant in some way.
1: Right. And so the same thing goes for emoji is, you know, why do, I, why do I have to pick to say that it's either male or female? So there's, there's certainly a purpose to having
0: uh, gender neutral forms. Is there a preferred way in your mind of how a gender-neutral person is drawn as an emoji? They are quite small.
1: They're very f- small, and it's very difficult
0: to, uh, designers have found,
1: to not have it look uh, one way or the other.
0: So before we go, uh, the emoji movie, it's out next year. Are you going to be first in line? <laughs> maybe, maybe VIP tickets to the premiere? Uh, <laughs>
1: A, hardly a VAP pass, uh, but also not sure if it's my cup of tea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope this podcast has been your cup of tea. And Mark, thank you so much for joining me. Listeners, you can follow Mark on Twitter at Mark underscore E underscore Davis. You can follow me at Jeremy Burge or the show at Emoji Wrap. Thank you so much for listening in. There's heaps happening with Emoji right now. So I hope you'll stick around for future episodes. We're going to look at what's new from Apple and Google, really pick apart what's coming up. Thank you to Joshua Jones, who designed our amazing burrito microphone on the cover art, and Jonathan Mann, who sings our theme music. Thanks again, and I'll speak to you next time.